Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're gonna be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. Welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. And today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about warping. Um, now, I have to say, I think warping is in my probably top three most annoying things that happen in pottery. <laughs> and <laughs> the reason for that is because it often doesn't show until the very last stage of pottery. So you've made this beautiful pot you've bisque fired it, everything's looking amazing, and then it comes out of the glaze firing, kiln firing, and it is warped. Um, and you're like, what? What happened? It's so annoying. So warping is essentially when your pot um, goes into a kind of weird shape that you didn't want it to go into. So for example, it could be a mug that goes into an oval. It could be, uh, like it could be, uh, like a pot you've made kind of slumping a bit. Um, it could be uh, like a, you know, something you've made like a hand-built pot, uh, kind of twisting or something. Um, it can happen to the spouts of teapots quite frequently. They can often twist. So that is warping. Um, so yeah, not ideal, you know, because you want your pots to be round. I mean, people generally expect round vases and round mugs. So sometimes it can be like, you know, a huge waste of sort of time and energy because you've got to that final stage. And at that point, then you can't use your pot, you know, and you can't sell it. Um, no one would want it. So it can be really frustrating. Um, so I've experience quite a lot of pots warping and this is because I generally I do throwing but I also do slip casting and slip casting is notoriously um, prone to uh, warping pots it's very annoying <laughs> so um, I want to just talk through some really cool things I found that will like stop warping from happening um, so first of all, I'll just talk to you about like why warping happens. I've been investigating it very thoroughly, why warping happens, and then some kind of things I've found that will help with the whole warping situation, um, just in case it's happening to your stuff and you're getting really like, no, and uh, yeah, so here's some top tips basically to stop warping from happening. So um, the first thing to say is that some shapes are just prone to warping. And I had this particular mug, which I used to make in a slip cast mold. And I made the mold myself. I threw the cup as the shape, and then I made a mold out of it. And then I would slip cast uh, the, the mug. And for some reason, it always warped when I fired it. And I just couldn't work out why. And in the end, I just had to, stop making that particular one. So um, I don't know what it was about that shape, but something to do with the tensions. Um, it was kind of like a, a shape which was had quite a, like a, a large base and then would go up to a kind of smaller, more rounded uh, top. 
um, it would always warp. So what I ended up doing was just giving up on that shape completely. Um, so that's what I'd say. I'd say like um, generally hand thrown stuff doesn't warp um, as much as slip cast um, pottery does. But if you've got, you know, a shape that you just can't stop from warping, it could be the shape that's the problem. Um, so that sort of brings us on to our second point, which is um, the type of clay that you're using. So as I was just saying, um, hand thrown stuff and hand built stuff pots don't warp as much as um, slip cast stuff does. So um, essentially it could be the clay that you're using. So if you're um, if you're using like an extremely plastic clay, say like um, like a porcelain or um, you know some um, some clays are extremely smooth. Um, they have like high quantities of like say like quartz in or feldspars in. Um, those clays are more prone to warping than clays which are high in like ball clays um, or grog. So if you're um, if you're making something, say like on the wheel, um, then you can choose a clay which is specifically for hand throwing. Um, you know, and specifically for strength. So clays, you know, if you speak to your pottery supplier, um, some clays are specifically kind of designed to stop warping and some clays are specifically designed to be very kind of, um, you know, so like translucent, say like a porcelain, and they will be more prone to warping. So it could be like the type of clay that you're using. So if you're hand building and, you know, you don't want any warping in your hand built, built stuff, um, you know, it could be that you're using a clay which won't really warp anyway in terms of the temperatures you're getting to, because generally warping happens at very high temperatures. Um, then, you know, you could use a clay, um, you could either use um, a clay which is specifically for hand building, or you can use a clay which has got lots of grog in it. So grog is essentially where a pot has been fired um, and then crushed up into like a kind of powder and then added back into clay. So it adds a lot of strength to clay. So clays which have lots of grog in them, um, it, you know, say like if you think about like a crank or something with um, lots of grit, you don't really want to be hand throwing with that. Um, I've tried, but it really does hurt your hands. <laughs> so um, generally they're kind of just, you know, more like for hand building, but they, they do have loads of strength, those clays with kind of like grit and grog in. So they will definitely be less prone to warping. Okay, so the next um, reason that pots can warp, uh, number three, is that you can accidentally um, knock a pot. Um, say like if you're, you've thrown a bowl and you accidentally knock it when you're taking it off the wheel and you've kind of folded one of the sides in. You fold the side back, everything's fine. It looks the same as it did when you threw it. It's all good. But then when you come to fire it, <laughs> quite often that that knock that you did will re-emerge in the firing and that's because clay has a memory <laughs> I don't know why clay only remembers bad things <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't remember the pot that you made in the first place before you knocked it but um, it's really frustrating but clay does have a memory so anytime you know you accidentally knock a pot or you know a, a bit folded in or you don't want it to go that way or it accidentally did 
just it's really good just to bear in mind that like that could come out again later on in the um in the firing which is super annoying um but what i've learned to do is if i if i knock a pot very badly i realize now that it's probably going to come out later on so i can save myself um the energy of firing and also you know the energy the physical energy of myself of like turning the pot and stuff so i kind of just quite often will ditch it um uh you know as i've just made it if i make a mistake like that because just because i know it's kind of like a whole waste in the future sort of thing okay so that brings us on to um number four <laughs> which is that if something has an uneven thickness if a pot is say like thicker on one side and thinner on another side that can quite often kind of pull it out of shape as well in the kiln so um i think that's what ha was happening to some of my things i think when i was slip casting it one side was maybe a little bit thicker where i poured the slip out of the mold and then that kind of like um even though it was only probably a you know a millimeter or so thicker it still kind of pulled it out of shape when it was in the glaze firing so um this is kind of less um like it's like a less important point really if you're hand throwing because um generally you'll have like you know the same thickness all the way around because you're throwing a pot like that but um yeah it can be um it can be especially a problem like with slip cast stuff so um the quality of your mold is really important so is your mold kind of even to start with you know is it creating bits which are thicker than others it, those are the kind of things you can look at if um if you're having loads of problems with warping and you think it might be to do with the thickness of the walls of the pot um when you're slip casting Okay, so um, the fifth and final point is that it could be, um, this is slightly related to the type of clay you're using, but um, so different clays obviously made up of different ingredients. And this is just a, a note about um, specifically like slip cast um, warping. Um, so the in terms of like making up your own clay when you slip cast. Um, when I first started slip casting, I actually used, um, let me just get the recipe book. I used this recipe book um, called, it's such a fantastic book. It's called The Essential Guide to Mold Making and Slip Casting by Andrew Martin. And so this book is really the definitive guide in terms of like making your own molds. And it's got loads of like slip recipes at the back, which is like really fantastic. So one of the recipes which I used um, is basically it contains um, quartz, ball clay, um, china clay and also feldspar. Um, and when I first started making this slip up, I used um, soda feldspar and that was because it was like one of the feldspars that was like quite close to me geographically. I wanted to cut down on like the carbon footprint so um, it was from Spain, it was mined in Spain. So I used soda feldspar and I was making these big kind of wide bowls in a slip mold and almost every single one of them warped and I just could not understand why. Okay, a couple of them I did knock, <laughs> that was why. But um, 
I just couldn't understand that. I was like, why is this not working? I'm following the recipe, you know? Um, and then I read about the fact that soda felspar actually has a lower melting point than um, other types of felspar. So compared to like potash felspar, it has a lower melting point. So I didn't want to use potash feldspar because my nearest supply was um, in the uh, America and USA. So instead I opted for a feldspar which was in the middle in terms of like melting temperature. And that was FFF feldspar, which um, the source I had was um, from the pottery supplier was from Finland. So I thought that's a great kind of like, you know, it's quite close to the UK in terms of like, you know, cutting down the carbon emissions from haulage. Um, and you know, hopefully it'll be there'll be less warping from the feldspar melting effectively at the really high stoneware temperatures. Um, and yeah, it worked basically. <laughs> so um, so if you've still got problems with warping, you've looked into all those other issues, you know, one to four, it could be that if you're using a slip, it could be that the melting temperature of your you know clay slip casting slip slip um, melts. Um, like slightly too low so you know it could be just about replacing a feldspar in there or it could be about increasing maybe the percentage of ball clay in your um, casting slip um, yeah okay so let's run through the top tips in terms of stopping warping um, after we've gone through the reasons why you know why warping happens okay so number one you could just have a kind of shape which is just potentially never going to work if especially if you're slip casting so um you know obviously try those other things but which i did but i still had this shape which just always got pulled out of um out of a round shape it was a mug always got pulled out of a round shape when it got fired so it could be the shape of your pot if you're slip casting especially very unlikely if it's your um if you're throwing on the wheel um, okay, so it could be the clay you're using. So are you using a very plastic clay? And if you are, could you switch to one which is more, you know, got more ball clay in, more grog in, um, built for, you know, the purpose which you're, you know, you're using it for, either hand building or throwing on the wheel. Um, so just check that, check your clay is not too plastic. Okay, so the third top tip is avoid knocking your pots. <laughs> obviously, easier said than done. And, you know, obviously, pottery is just about making mistakes the whole time. So, um, yeah, you know, we don't knock our pots on purpose, but just be aware that it could, you know, even if you set it back and it looks fine, it could be, you know, further down the line, it could, the, that problem could surface again later on. Okay, so the fourth top tip is to make sure your pots are an even thickness all the way around. If they're not an even thickness, one of the walls of the pot could pull the other one out of shape in the kiln. Um, so make sure it's even all the way around and there'll be even strains on the pot when it's fired to the high temperatures in the kiln. And then the fifth top tip is if you tried all those other things, it's still not working and you're slip casting, it could be that you're using um, a slip with um, a feldspar or um, like a soda feldspar in it, which is melting at too, too low a temperature for what you, um, for, you know, say like a stoneware high fire, uh, glaze firing. So you can switch to a different kind of feldspar, potash feldspar, FFF feldspar, and um, that might sort the problem out. 
so I hope you found this episode helpful and warping. Like I said, it's like one of the most annoying things ever that happens in pottery. Um, and sometimes, you know, warping just happens and, you know, there's nothing really you can do about it. I just have to sort of, you know, leave it up to like <laughs> the kiln gods I've heard people say. But like, you know, when your pot goes in, it's perfect. It's into the kiln. And when it comes out, it's not. And, you know, sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. But yeah, I hope those top, Top, those five top tips have helped you a bit with uh, warping if that is an issue for you.